0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW Void Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle Podcast with Georgette Pan and Jesse Stoddard. I'm really excited to be back again today. Uh, It's been a fantastic week. Um, This is uh, Jesse, and uh, we've got uh, Georgette on the line. If you don't mind saying hi, Georgette, that'd be cool.
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then we've got a special guest. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, This is uh, somebody that I've been, uh, who's actually been a mentor from a distance for a long time. He doesn't know that maybe, but uh, somebody that a lot of you have uh, probably seen. Uh, has done an amazing job in in the world of of, uh, resistance band training, uh, helping a ton of trainers, fitness pros, instructors, coaches to get better with bands. Uh, He's the owner and the founder of uh, 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 resistancebandtraining.com as well as some other great websites, Uh, Dave Schmitz, um, and uh, really excited to have you on here, Dave. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to uh, hear a little bit about, you know, your experience in the industry and, and a little bit about your story. So thanks for being on the show. really appreciate it.
2: Oh, you're welcome, Jesse. Um, I always love doing these things because it uh, gives me an opportunity to, um, you know, follow through on what my mission is, and that is to kind of get people more interested and more aware of how to use elastic resistance.
0: Awesome. And so, you know, a lot of the people here, you know, we've got a lot of new trainers, we've got some veterans, and, and there's some people that just stumble on this show, too, on, on iTunes, and they don't really, you know, they they're they're not really aware of what you mean by that. You know, like, like what, in fact, when I first started, i got to be honest, when I thought, resistance bands, what are you talking about? I mean, that's like the last option. Nobody wants to use resistance bands. That's if you, if you lose all your equipment and you run out of ideas and you're like, or you're working with somebody that's so injured they can't do anything, and so what, why the heck are you in this? I mean, <laughs> what's the deal? Well,
2: you know, that's funny because that's, uh, that's the battle that I wage every day about how people... Um, perceived elastic resistance and specifically um, our continuous loop bands they they always look at it as the last alternative and hopefully when we 're all done today you'll realize that it shouldn't actually be the last alternative, but it should be one of the top two alternatives that you grab a hold of when you first start. Um, my preference would be that it's the first one um, but I can uh, you can argue with me that it can be in the top two and I'll be okay with that um, but it, that said you know um, it kind of all started um, way back in the early part of the '90s for me when I was in as a physical therapist. I was really just I was looking for um, some answers, and and one of the big questions I was always struggling with was um, continually telling people how to do an exercise or how to reprogram their body or reeducate muscle, and having no success with it because telling somebody something. Doesn't get it done, and they have to be able to feel it. And um, both you and you and Georgette can understand that when people are learning movement patterns, it, you have to say, "Do you feel that? Do you, do you do you Can you perceive that? You know that type of thing." And so, um, in my in my hunt for looking for something, I came across um, these continuous loop bands, and um, understanding the importance of. Proprioceptive feedback and um, being able to um, educate people through tactile or, or touch, or you know, putting you know, simply putting a hand on a muscle would tell it which muscle to connect into or which muscle to activate. So that proprioceptive concept was very intriguing to me. And bands, because of their their ability to essentially be attached to the body anywhere, I started really grabbing a hold of these things and saying, you know what? I'm, going to be able to teach my clients what to feel, how to feel it, um, and all of a sudden it started to take off. Um, And then thanks to um, a mentor of mine being Gary Gray, um, I started following a lot of his information, and, and Gary's a very unique thinker, but the big thing that he drove home to me is that all movement, no matter what level of function you run at, is driven by gravity, Ground reaction forces and momentum Well when you look At a resistance band um, It can Decrease gravity because it can become An assistive device It can speed up momentum because it's An ascending resistance And um, it can create Ground reaction forces that Gravity dependent Dead weight or free weight can't do Um, And so That's how my mind thinks And so when I figured that concept out, um, bantering became very powerful to me. Um, and so that's how it all started. I incorporated it into my patients, my therapy, physical therapy patients, and literally all I would do is use my hands and bands to, to rehabilitate people. I could, I could rehabilitate somebody in a cardboard box if I needed to because I didn't need anything but elastic resistance in my hands and my eyes. Um, well, from there, um, it evolved into something more because obviously I took the next step and said, well, wait a minute, if this does this for rehabilitating clients and, and patients, why can't it do the same to make athletes more effective at what they do? Um, and so then it moved into the performance field. And then from the performance field, I said, well, wait a minute, I'm working with general clients or patients here that, are, that should be working towards a fitness uh, lifestyle. So why can't we use these same bands to create fitness-based programming that would eliminate all these things that I see in the clinic? And lo and behold, it was able to achieve both the performance and the fitness stuff that I was looking for. And it was just then a matter of, matter of testing, and proving, and programming, and things started to take off. And um, that's kind of my story and how it's how it's evolved from there.
0: That's awesome. And, and even before that, going back, I, I like to find out what makes people tick. And, you know, I'm kind of uh, a student to that sometimes. So what, what made you even want to get into physical therapy? I mean, were you an athlete growing up? Is that the, what was your background well, even before that?
2: You know, we all have um, things as we grew up that drive us in a certain direction. And um, as an athlete, um, I was a little bit injury prone. Um, I had a a shoulder that dislocated on me a couple times, and um, I had a hip that gave me some issues. Um, Always recovered. Loved loved the training and the workout portion of being an athlete. I was an average athlete at best, um, but I loved the training part of it and was driven by the training stuff. And so um, when I went to college, uh, I decided, okay, I'm going to be an athletic trainer because – Injuries, injuries seemed to be of interest to me. I was interested in orthopedics because I had gone through several episodes with orthopedic issues. But when I got into college, I realized that uh, as an athletic trainer, um, it wasn't going to fulfill my need um, that I wanted down the road um, as a father or, uh, you know, just a lifestyle that I looked at and said, you know, this isn't going to be conducive to what I want to be able to do outside of work. So then I said, well, what about this physical therapy thing? Um, and one day, somebody came up to me in college and said, "Well, you'll never get into physical therapy school because you're not, you don't have a, you know, they don't, they only take 20 people and 180,000 people apply." And I said, "Really?" I said, "Well, you know what? Thanks for that because I'm going to go for it now and I'm going to prove you wrong." And so that person I always been indebted to for telling me that. Um, so I went into physical therapy school and, and was applied and, and connected into that. Well, what it did was it opened up tons of fields for me and options, because as a physical therapist, it was I, under, I was learning how the body really worked, and I was learning how to fix the body, so by learning how it worked, by learning how to fix it, well, then the next step is to make it learn how to do something better than it ever did before. That's the natural next step, and so I was blessed because I was put into the environment that allowed me to do everything, and it educated me. Um, in a way that then all I had to do was kind of take it and run with it, and, and I've done that um, since
0: uh, since then. That's awesome. And, Georgette, you were you, you spent a lot of time in the clinic, too, and did you guys use bands, and uh, what was your, I mean, you kind of relate to what Dave's talking about here?
1: Yeah, I could, um, and I always used to joke that I was, when I was, you know, end up in a nursing home, I, I was going to be the one sitting there with the silver band, and I used to, but that was the strongest, you know, at the time. Uh, TheraBand used to make them.
2: That's exactly it. You were making, you were knocking out TheraBand, weren't you, Georgette?
1: Uh, I said, I'll be here sitting with the thera, with the silver TheraBand. Well, I don't think I will anymore, but the, the that was something that was quite, off. that was, you know like you said your mindset was what you thought it was you know something you did if you were injured because that's what you know a lot of physical therapy departments exactly yeah did use and still do obviously i mean it is yep. you know it's easy to use especially when you're yep. i did work a lot in nursing homes and you know you're not going to be throwing around weights there so
2: no not at <laughs> all
1: and
2: and you know but it was interesting that um when I would, one, of the, one of the things I missed, because I'm not in practicing as much as I used to, um, was working with the um, senior population, what I would call the active senior population, because these people um, taught me so much about how to reestablish athleticism. And, and, and if I could reestablish athletic-based function in a 65- to 70-year-old person, um, why can't I do it with anybody else? And, and so these, I, I would have these um, senior citizens come in and, and we'd develop a relationship in a you know, session or two, and then all of a sudden I'd start hooking them into bands and they'd go, what are you doing with these? And I'd say, this is what we're doing and we're going to work together. And I'd always be right next to them, right by their side, so there was never a concern with falling or anything bad. And, and pretty soon these people were doing lateral walks and some of them even tried to shuffle a little bit, and, and they would be doing, you know, aggressive uh, squat pulling, and it, they were really being, you know, athletic. And uh, it was just fun to see because, you know, they, they had perceived themselves as no longer being athletic, and, and you know, sitting um, was supposed to be their number one priority. And, and I was just like, dude, if you're going to train within rehab with me, you're going to become an athlete, and I know that scares you. But I'll show you what I mean by that. And and they took to it, and that's how I. That's my. That was always my physical therapy goal. My goal with all patients was to bring out the athleticism in them, um, and it would scare them at first. But then after I discussed what I meant by that, they would be pretty cool with it, and actually got pretty excited about it.
0: <laughs> that's cool. And it still works for you, too, Dave. Aren't you, what, like 73 years old or something? I mean, you're looking pretty good.
2: <laughs> all right. Come on, Jeff. Not quite. i <laughs> not, not a day. I haven't retired yet. and uh, so, But, no, I'll be turning uh, 52 in January.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. And you can still uh, – when you say something about being able to touch the rim and run a sub 5.0 second, 40, and do the splits and all that, are you still doing that stuff?
2: the The splits I can still get there at least on one side for sure the other side sometimes gets mad at me, but I can if I work at it, I can get there. Um, the rim is no longer there um, and as far as a sub forty I got to be pretty loosened up, but I can get close, but I don't know if I'm below five or not The uh, last I checked was about three years ago and it was it was right around a four eight four eight five but that was uh that was probably the best so I don't know if I'm there anymore, but you know what those are cool goals to keep after and uh, I figure if I'm somewhere in the ballpark I'm probably ahead of the normal 52 year old um, but that's the whole premise of, uh, that's the, whole premise of, of the training the whole premise of, of training with bands is so you can reach those kind of goals um, and, and it's why you need to work with elastic resistance and we can get into that in a little bit but uh, yeah, you know, I hear gotcha. the old story of the old guy lifting weights all the time that no longer can lift weights so he's quit. And I'm going, so you just quit? You know, there's a lot of other options here, and here's one of them. Um, so I'm just glad I got aware of elastic resistance in 30, when I was 35 um, and didn't tear up my joints and, and have some of the issues that a lot of people that lift weights um, for long, long
0: periods of time now have. Yeah. You're, You're doing amazing. You're, it's amazing. I, I commend you. Uh, you know, or you've got the guy that didn't quit. I had a uh you know, an example of a of a guy, uh old Vietnam vet, loved this guy, you know had the mouth of a sailor though, but he was in there and he, in the gym and yeah, he was my bench press buddy and, uh, you know, wouldn't give it up, but every single day was in agonizing pain in his shoulders every single day and pushed through it, popping pain pills. It's not even worth it, man. And you know, he didn't do anything else other than heavy weights. That's all he did. And you know, that's how he grew up and that's what, how he thought about it. And everything else was a waste of time. You could never catch him using a band for anything.
2: (laughs) No. And that's, you know, that's, that's another group of people that I'm pretty excited about. Actually, I, that's a very challenging group um, because they're very strong minded about their, their, their beliefs and their thoughts. Um, But the other thing is they love to train um, and they love to train hard. And so they look at a band like it's, um, I'm asking them to um, completely embarrass themselves by now having to use this band. But, you know, I can't tell you how many power lifters and, and heavy bodybuilder, Heavy weight training kind of people I've worked with that um, I was able to kind of reprogram their thinking, um, and now they're still lifting weights, but they're doing it with a lot less discomfort. And bands are a big part of their training. So it's it's a it's a tough group, but I I keep going after them because they're fun to work with.
0: So I'm really curious. You, you went. You started out in, in athletics and, and uh, got into the world of physical therapy and an athletic trainer at the school uh, and working with all different populations on rehab and then some athletic performance. But what happened after that because I know you 've done everything I mean you, you, and then you got into the world of personal training right and, and then boot camps yep. and uh, and then now you've stepped away from the clinic. Uh, tell us a little bit more about how you know what the progression was in your career and and then how did you get into sure. the information marketing that that must have been an interesting Transition too? So how all that yeah. happened? Yeah.
2: Well, if you'd asked me in, um, like, right around 1998, um, would I sit behind a computer and be an online business owner? Um, I would have never bet on me, because it was something I can distinctly remember saying, "I'm never going to sit behind a computer all day long <laughs> and communicate with people." And yet, now um, it's something I really enjoy, and the reason I do is because. The technology world, especially the, the great wide web, allows us to really, uh, really help people. Um, and I didn't realize that back then that I could actually help people through the web if, by using the technology that was available. So how did I evolve into that? Well, um, every time that I've taken bands to another level or tried to get them into a, uh, a different population of people, I've had to do it myself, meaning, uh, meaning I had to test the market. So when I went into, obviously, rehab, I had the the client or the patients, and so I was able to test it out. When I went into performance, I literally went and um, made this little training facility underneath the rehab clinic I was a employee of just in the basement, and I started training three, four, five, six, seven athletes at a time in this little, you know, 300-square-foot area. Um, and found what I needed to learn and, and started developing. It was kind of like a little laboratory, if you will. Well, when I went into fitness, I said, "Okay, my goal is: can I train large groups of people, i.e., boot camp-related type programming, um, with just bands, nothing more than just bands? And if we do that, will it? You know, what will the results be?" And so I started running this thing called, um, you know, for better sake, I just called it Band Camp. Um, and I had eight, ten people that said, sure, we'll take part in it. And so I ran it um, for about six weeks as a demo camp um, all my time, volunteered it. It went off, and people said, well, are you going to keep doing it? I said, well, I am, but here's the cost. And so I, I did it for free at first, but then I said, you know what, I, I'm going to um, charge for it. And so that evolved into what now is today uh, G-Town Boot Camps. Um, which is a boot camp business that I run. I do all the training. It's a small boot camp. It's not very large. We probably have about forty-five, fifty 50 members, um, of which um, probably 30 are real consistent and follow me on a weekly basis. But every time I went into a new business venture um, with bands, I-, I tested it out by creating it. Well, the same thing when it came to online training, um, There's a lot of mentors that have helped me with this. Um, But the basic was, well, you know, you got YouTube and you got a website. So let's go ahead and combine the two. And let's, I love the, I didn't mind being on camera. I found a little flip cam that is still the old version of what people used way back when. Um, And I said, let's start shooting some video and, and getting this information out to people. Well, same thing. It, it, people weren't getting it, and I all of a sudden realized, hey, i got something here that's really niched. And I knew I did, but I didn't know at what level it was being um, experienced at. And when I found that it wasn't being experienced hardly at all to zero, then I said, you know what, i got something here. And so I started developing it, and then with a lot, a lot of help, a lot of mistakes online, um, spent a lot of money on things that never panned out and did, um, eventually we got it right and resistancebandtraining.com was developed um, and now we're actually looking at a redesign of res- resistanceband.com um, in the next, hopefully in, in 2015 that'll put it even more at a, uh, a higher level of um, online education um, uh, for resistance band training which has always been my goal. My goal was resistancebandtraining.com would be the number one educational site for elastic resistance training using continuous loop bands. That's been, that's been the goal from day one. And, you know, I don't know where we rank, but I think we're – I want to believe we're in the top ten. Um, I'm hoping I'm in the top five. And personally, I don't see anybody that's in the top one, so I like to consider myself right there. Um, but there are, there are people out there that are uh, using bands pretty effectively and,
0: and talking about it online. So,
2: but I think, I think we're doing okay. So that's kind of how it all evolves.
0: That's awesome. And and when you started the boot camp, did you, that's really interesting that you started it for free. That's, that's, that's very telling that that's an eye opener for a lot of trainers right there. We have a lot of young trainers who they're such, they're in a big hurry to make a lot of money and they can't imagine giving something away for free or, you know, more than like a workout or maybe a week. And like the idea of doing a free six week, program, I I think that would just blow people's minds, but it just shows you what you had the faith in what you were doing, and you're testing, and you're willing to test and invest, and when you started that boot camp, what were some of the successes and failures, and what, what, you know, uh, did did you, you just did it to really test the band concept, or did you try boot camps the traditional way also, and you know, what, what was was that process like, was it bumpy, or?
2: Well, first of all, let me, let me quantify it, we did it on Saturday morning. It was a Saturday morning venture, so for six weeks, so we did it for like six to eight, I think it was six or eight weeks every Saturday morning. so that's, that's, so just to be fair with the trainers out there, I didn't give them like eight you know five sessions a week for six weeks. Um, so that was the first thing, you know, and the second thing about it is, um, I had always inquire, inferred to the group that hey, if this goes. Um, we're gonna turn it into something long term. And they were they were understanding with that. They also understood that it was a trial thing to see if it worked. So I, I always I, I I tell trainers, hey if you're if you're going to do it for free, there's two things that you must do. Number one, you must make sure that your support system that is going to back you on this is going to be strong. And that means the facility that's going to allow you to do it, are they going to back you and stick to their word or are they going to see that you're successful and then what more? You know, you've got to feel that out. Number two, do it like you're making money I and mean, do it with the same passion because if you don't uh, until you're making money, then it won't work. And remember that, number one, it's all about the relationships. Build the relationships first and everything else will take care of itself. So those are always the recommendations that I, I provide. But the mistakes that I made, uh, boy, where do you want me to start? Um, the, the biggest thing, probably the biggest thing, was just learning the capabilities of the band, um, learning all the subtle cueing and and coaching that you need to do with people when they're training in band. And then the third thing was um, programming and how to program things so they're streamlined. And you know, it's not like it's like anything else, you know. You give me a kettlebell, um, I'm not going to run a boot camp with a kettlebell um, tomorrow. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to train with it for probably six weeks myself. I'm going to develop programming on myself. I'm going to develop cues and techniques that teach people how to do it. And then I'm going to go ahead and probably take one other person or two other people. We're going to do a couple of workouts to see how it goes. And then from there, I will go ahead and bring in a bigger group. Um, and that's how I, you know, that's how I, how I do things. Um, uh, and so the mistakes I made, I made a lot of them, but I didn't make any of them that were so dramatically impacting, you know, that they caused me to have to be able to sh- have to shut down. Because um, with any training tool, you can. I, I think the biggest mistake that trainers make is they look at a training tool, they see the sexiest exercise that, that's out there with it, and that's the one they choose. And, you know, a double kettlebell get-up um, is not going to be done by very many people, if anybody, you know, and, and yet that's the one they'll choose. Or they'll do the kettlebell flipping um, where they've got to catch the kettlebell after they release it and stuff like that. I'm going, guys, that's the that's sexy exercise. It's cool. I agree. It's very cool don't go starting there and with bands it was the same thing everybody wanted to do the real aggressive bear crawling shuffle work power jumps um all the explosive stuff and i'm going you know, it just isn't where you start and so that was probably the other mistake i made it when i started giving people content and information i was thinking well i want people to get excited about these so i'll give them the exciting exercises well what did they do they use those exciting exercises um, with poor management, poor queuing, poor progression, and as a result, I really did them a disservice. So that was probably the the other big mistake that I made, and I have to come back now and say, hey, start
0: here, start here, start here, and go from there. Work smart, not just hard. <laughs> yeah,
2: and yeah, and, and realize that. And the, the other thing that's probably the biggest mistake I've made too is
1: realizing
2: where people are coming from from a knowledge based standpoint when it comes to continuous loop bands. I mean. I kind of got caught up in the same issue that everybody does, is that it's a band. Come on, everybody can understand how to use it. Well, they can't. Um, and people don't understand the forces behind it. They don't understand how to control the momentum behind it. And I needed to really back down and start from scratch and really teach people from day one, here's where you start, and let them kind of build from there. Um, and that was, you know, that was something that I really had to, to reprogram myself to do.
0: Dave, you know, the the thing that blew my mind when I was going through your certification program and then now the the new product, the RBT 360, the whole concept of the – it's so fundamental, but I don't think it's taught very often, and the difference in the resistance, and you use that graph to show the bell curve associated with the resistance of the dead weight versus that – you know continual linear resistance and the, the the all of the different features and the how it strengthens end range motion and the the horizontal vector all that stuff is amazing to me it blew my mind so why can you touch on that a little bit and maybe why a trainer should use bands let's let's talk about the trainers too why, why does what does a trainer want to incorporate bands what are what are the the technical physical reasons for, can, uh, you know the human body reasons but then also maybe the business reasons what are some what are the, what's the benefits yeah. of the bands? Okay, well, we'll do
2: this in like seven or eight minutes, but understand that this could be a topic I could probably do a, like a six-hour workshop on. So, <laughs> stay with me on yeah. right. the, the reason people perceive bands as, as being um, – or, or trainers perceive bands as being good is because, number one, um, they're convenient, they're versatile, they're easy to use, they're pretty client friendly, they're super portable um, and, and that's what they perceive them as being used for. And that's all great, uh, I'm glad they recognize that, but they're missing the huge picture of the ascending resistance capabilities of a band. And so you touched on the graph,
1: you know, if you
2: look at a normal dead weight, it's a, it's a, it's a bell-shaped curve, um, but more importantly... With a free weight or a dead weight, you only can really get influence from gravity. So gravity is going to make that, that, that free weight go one direction, and that's going to be up and down. Now, you can manipulate your body into different positions to create different vectors, but ultimately you're, you're not going to be standing in a weight-bearing position and pushing a dead weight horizontally and, and receiving a horizontal Force or a horizontal vector, you're going to be pushing a dead weight that has a vertical vector, um, and it's going to cause that vertical vector to go down. So it's really not going to be even close to what you're looking for. So, why you banned from a physiological or a biomechanical standpoint, this is this is the missing link, because a dead a free weight is going to allow you to learn how to build your body up against gravity. However. There's momentum, and there's ground reaction forces. And a free weight or dead weight cannot influence those um, hardly at all. They can influence ground reaction from a standpoint of a direct vertical ground reaction response, but they, it's very difficult to get them to, to influence what we call shear forces. And just a 20-second reason why you want to be training against shear forces, well, in ACL, a ankle sprain, a low back disc protrusion or bulge or complete herniation, um, a shoulder dislocation, a um, shoulder labrum problem, um, and I can go on, but essentially 90% of all injuries are a result of sheer forces on the joint or on the ligament that result in compromising of that structure. So my, my, my thought was, well, I'm super strong. Why can't I handle these? Well, it's because I've never trained against a horizontal vector that caused me to learn how to handle horizontal forces. So the missing link between training with free weight and putting yourself back into the environment of life or sports or whatever it is is resistance bands because it allows you to train what free weights can't. Um, so now you get better peripheral stabilization, and the reason it does that is because of the ascending resistance, which is a resistance that goes from being easier to significantly harder at the end. Where, where with a free weight, if you get it going, you get the force of the weight going, you get through the mid-range, which is where you're the strongest, and then you can finish it pretty easy because you're, you're, it's a dead weight. If there's no increased resistance as you move through the range of motion. Well, that ascending resistance allows me to, number one, stabilize people in the periphery. So when your arms and your legs are, are the furthest away from your belly button, I can work on your stabilization. Guess where most injuries happen? Way out there. Where when your arms and legs are fully extended out, way outside your center of gravity, which is your belly button, that's when injuries happen. They don't happen when we're compact and in tight. But so I can train that. Second thing is I can train against momentum that is going to cause me to have to slow down against the resistance. So an elastic resistance is going to speed up up momentum. It's going to make momentum happen faster. So neurologically, you're going to teach your body how to become reactive and quicker and faster at responding to forces. Now take the band away, and the only force they have to worry about is life and your body becomes very quick, very responsive, and now when you step off that curve unexpectedly, your body's ready to handle it. It said, No, I can I'm quick, I react fast, my stabilizers kick in quicker, and I am protected. So therefore now you've taught your body how to become much quicker and reactive because you were working against faster momentum, which is what why we get into trouble to begin with. So the the bottom line is you can't do that with dead weight and so you do it with elastic resistance well the best elastic resistance is a continuous loop band because it's a big loop you flip it over your body you hook it onto your hand it's flat so it adheres to any place on your body and you can train anything you want with being able to impact those factors that I just talked about so that's why trainers want to go ahead and use bands the last thing why do they want to do it from a business standpoint Nobody else is doing it. So if you start training people with elastic resistance and they start getting quicker, they start getting more reactive, they start getting more flexible, they start getting better joint-friendly responses, their joints don't hurt, they start feeling better, and it's all because you use an elastic resistance, who do you think is going to be the superstar to them? You. You, the trainer, because you've introduced something to them that is making them feel better, and it's helping them perform better. And they can do it anywhere, and they can use it anywhere. So now you not only gave them a tool that they can come to you with and train with, but now they can train with it by themselves to even get better. So now you've, you've created a niche for yourself with a simple band that can blow up your business. And that's how G-Town Boot Camps and, and my performance training program um, that's how it all was developed. I just use bands. Nobody else does it here, and so you know, the only reason I can't start bigger is because I choose not to want to have a bigger. I want a community of 45 to 50 people that we get it done. And every now and then we invite other people into it. But that's the only reason I'm not bigger. But you, if you niche it, you know, you're good to go. And and you can't niche free weights. You can ditch kettlebells and sandbags and things like that, but they're all the same weight. They're all free weights. Bands are completely different. You do completely different things with them, and you provide a completely different result. And if nobody's using them, you are looking at a market that you could blow up really quickly.
0: That's awesome. Georgia, what do you think of all this stuff?
1: Well, I'm ready to go out and buy some band- more bands. I, <laughs> 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 I don't know about you, but... Um, I just uh, heard some points that I myself didn't even think of. You know, most of the everyday trainers will think, you know, I'm going to start a boot camp. How the hell can I start it cheap? <laughs> and, you know, what's the cheapest piece of equipment I can get? Okay, a band. Bingo. You know, and that's, you know, where their mindset is. But then when you talk about, you know, uh, the advantages and, and, and how band training um, you know works in essence that is you know something that you know nobody thinks of it 's like oh, I can carry bands to the park easier no Bingo. like that you know that 's not what we 're talking about here, but that's great, mm-hmm. and yes you yeah. can, but you know wow i didn 't even know some of those you know i didn 't even think of some of those um advantages to, to training with bands myself, and like now myself i 'm ready to go I really need. I really am gonna buy some bands. I mean, I'm not kidding.
2: <laughs> all right, <laughs> so good. we'll talk after this, okay, girl? Because
1: yeah. you know I'm up there too, and I've done all the things you you mentioned. You know, yep. trained with heavy weights for too long, and boom, here I am, osteoporosis of you know of everything. You know, the spine, the, the this, the that. Now my training is like, oh my god, I don't even know what to do. I don't even myself. I don't even know what to do. I'm not used to to doing, you know, training like that. You know, we all think we're going to be 20, 25, 35, forever. But Mm -hmm. training has to evolve, too, with, you know, with your physical, your age, your physical condition, whatever it is. Uh, It's sounding like bands are like, you know, maybe not, you know, the magic thing, but it does sound like, they, they will fit the bill, you know, for, yeah. you know. Dave, you, I, you know, me,
2: I, I, yeah, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was just going to say, let me share just a, a little example of how niche powerful elastic, or continuous loop spans can be. I, okay. was for, I, I was for six years, I was blackballed out of our local high school because a, um, a coach there who was kind of also a trainer was telling everybody some false stories about what my, my goal was. Um, and, and he was basically saying that, you know, I was in it for the money, I wasn't interested in helping the kids and blah, 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 uh, irregardless of that. The head coach, 42 years old football coach, he was there for 42 years, one day came over to me and said, would you come in and show us some things you could do with your athletes. So I went into the cafeteria. I had 20, 20 athletes show up. We did first-step speed work with the band. We trained for about 40 minutes, just first-step speed work, two, three steps. That's it. And the coach said, would you be willing to work with our kids? And I said, you know what I'll do, coaches, for next five Fridays, I'll come in and do this same workout with them. Flash forward, that was seven years ago. I now run a camp. I, I, I volunteer. I strength coach for the high school. We refabricated the entire weight room using business, uh, business ventures and, and ways of creating money for the school so that we could make a better weight room. However, every summer I asked the coach the first time I did it, would you let me run a summer camp, a speed camp, a preseason six-week camp? And he said, Sure. And I said, but I'm going to charge for it. He said, no problem, I'll support you on it. So I, he supported me on it. That camp went from 30 kids the first summer. This summer we had 250 kids. And it's a six-week camp. We run three sessions a week. Um, and kids pay $125 for the camp. All right. of, that, of that money that I earned, I donate a portion of it back to the high school as a fundraiser so they can put more money into their weight room, they can put more money into their athletic program. So look at how, you know, and all we do is train with bands in the summer. We we hardly train with anything else, just bands and body weight. So if you talk about the power of, of elastic resistance, you know, that's how you can use it to niche and create. The only key there is, Make sure you have a coaching staff that supports you. If you have that, you're in great shape, um, and and do some really cool things with kids. But that's how powerful it can be, and 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 working. And so I, I share that with you because I think there's a lot of trainers that could do that in their environment.
0: Dave, how about this? Give us some tips on how to incorporate a band into a fitness business, and specifically boot camps. You know, this is. Uh, Part of the Fitness Boot Camp Inner Circle, we've got trainers that own studios. We've got trainers that are just starting out. We've got a client that's starting a a boot camp in an apartment complex. I mean, we've got all kinds of people listening to this, but the basic idea is they want to get group training going. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've seen some common mistakes with new trainers in the business and, you know, what common mistakes you see them doing when they try to incorporate bands. And what are some tips for, for trainers out there trying to get this going?
2: Okay, well, number one, train yourself. You need to go ahead, put a band in your hand, and you need to start using it. Well, how do I use it, Dave? Come to resistancebandtraining.com, go to my library, and start learning um, because there's a ton of free content there. Go to the blog, start researching the blog. But the bottom line is, as a trainer, you're going to have to educate yourself, and that's no different with any other tool. I don't think I'm talking anything different there. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, the second thing is that I put this out there. Let me be your coach. You know, I'll I'll help you coach through it. If you have questions, I do that all the time with people on email. So that's the next step. Is wherever you decide or whoever you're going to learn resistance band training from, make sure they're available to you to help you, um, and they're not just going to kind of sell you a product and then walk away. Um, I'm going to probably do it the other way. I'm going to teach you as much as I can without having you spend a dime. And then if you want to really learn and program in, I'll show you some resources you can purchase if you want. I hope that you're going to purchase the bands from us, you know, but, again, if you go out and find them someplace else, that's fine, but I will educate you on what type of bands you want. So that's what you start with. Next place you go is start with simple attachment-free training. Introduce using a band by itself because by doing that, You're going to give your clients the freedom to train anywhere, anytime, with any intensity, and anybody can do it. So now you've given them something that has great value to them, and you look very successful at doing that, and you build that relationship with them. Once you've learned they've taught attachment-free, now go ahead and show them how to attach the band to start creating a lot of horizontal vector training, which will be so new to them, that their clients will be like, this is really cool, I can do this, and ask them, after they train with bands a few times, how their body feels. Ninety percent of them will say, you know what, my joints feel better after I train with bands than when I train with dead weight. Don't poo-poo deadweight. Make sure it's part of their program, but teach them that this is another, another component they need to bring into their program. So you taught yourself, you use attachment-free training with your clients, You've now taught them how to do attach training. Now the last thing, let's get them to start learning how to stretch with bands because this will be the biggest and most powerful thing they will do. When they start stretching with bands, they'll start realizing how stiff they are, how tight they are. They will start feeling mobility, especially in their hips. And as far as the guys are concerned, very few guys I run into that don't have extremely tight hips, and from Gal's perspective, if they're pretty hypermobile, get them going on a stabilization program using bands for their hips, and they'll, they'll do the same thing. They'll be extremely grateful because now they're starting to feel what stability feels like. So stability or flexibility is your fourth thing that you want to bring into the party with them. Um, and the reason I lay it out that way is because it's tested out. I've, I've tested this thing out for 20 years. Right. And it works that way. That's the way you want to do it. The way that trainers try to use bands is they, they kind of take a band and they throw it in here or they throw it in there and they throw it in here. And people never really truly understand the power of it because it's never really used as a, pro, a training tool. It's used simply as a kind of a fill-in to a, to a circuit. And, and it just never takes off then. And so then they look at it and say, well, the bands aren't very productive with my clients well you're not using them to be productive you're just kind of using them as a filler so that's or a gimmick they're prefer. thinking of it like a gimmick exactly. right exactly yeah exactly. and then they tie exactly. it around a tree yeah.
0: and try to run down the block and and then they claim that uh, the band you know bands are dangerous right <laughs> yeah they're defective yeah.
2: yeah how did you know that somebody's done that to me <laughs> but anyway um, but that's the uh that's it and i i don't want to it, it's if you, again, i go back. If you gave me a kettlebell, if you gave me a sandbag, if you gave me a tool that's out there that I've never trained with, right. I wouldn't handle it any different than with bands. But yet when people perceive bands, they perceive them as simplistic tools that anybody can use, and there's very little teaching that's involved because it's a band. Hey, right. just grab it and pull on it. It'll work. And, you know, unfortunately that's, that's what we have to work with, um, the other thing is they think bands are iron, iron structures, so it'll never break, and you can stretch it as far as you want. It won't break, um, and you'll be fine. So just, you know, general population, when they train with bands and they're an aggressive person and they want to get a great workout, if I had a kettlebell, Jesse, and I told you, okay, you're really cranking out that 24-kilo kettlebell, what do you think we should do? Oh, let's go up to the next level. Well, what do you think when somebody's really getting aggressive with a black medium band that's about 45, 50 pounds, what do you think they do when you ask them to go ahead and take themselves up to another level?
0: They step They probably overstretch the, the band.
2: Bingo. So they don't go and get a new band. They stretch this one further and further and further and further, so they get it outside the normal stretch recommendations. Eventually the band breaks, and they call it a bad tool, and People's mindset when it comes to working at elastic resistance, because we're in a convenience, convenience uh, society is it's so much easier just to step out a little further and keep training. That's the beauty of bands, but there's a limitation to that. Um, but with a, and, and, yet with a kettlebell, they would automatically go and get that next size kettlebell and train harder. It, it's just, it's really been always mind boggling to me, but that's how people perceive using elastic resistance. And it's, uh, it's the thing that trainers really have to watch for because that's how their clients will think. It's not the trainer's fault, except that they need to be aware of that.
0: And your different, the different colors helps that a little, I assume, just because they associate, okay, time to move up to the different color.
2: Yep, exactly, exactly. And, and you know, and I always tell trainers, when you see them starting to become aggressive with the band and starting to train aggressively, look at where they're at stretch-wise. And remember, you have two yards to work with. So if they're stretching a a, a black medium band at a yard and a half and they still have a a half a yard left to use, what would happen if they go into a purple band? Well, they'll stretch it at half a yard, maybe a yard at the most, and be training with it. Exactly. So now you just move them into a band that they can handle. That variability that comes with elastic resistance is so cool because it allows your progression to be very easy. You don't have to worry about... I can use that same black band to train somebody anywhere from 35 pounds up to 50 pounds and never have to touch another tool, you know. And then I can go with a purple band and train them from 40 pounds all the way up to 75 pounds and never touch another tool. So it's it's really cool from that perspective. But when they get to 75 pounds, it's time to move them up to the next level. They're getting stronger.
0: How heavy do your bands go, man? Have you got, like, one that you haul trucks with and stuff? <laughs>
2: you can. We have one that, that is right below a tire size. We have a, a black band that's four inches wide. Um, that's four inches wide. All bands are 41 inches long. The black band that's four inches wide generates, when stretched to two yards, it will probably create around 400 to 450 pounds of resistance. It's oh, a wow. I, I, I have yet to. I've, I've taken... Myself and another person, we tried to stretch it to two yards just to see what the tension level was on it, and it's, like, amazing. You know, it's, 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 there's, you want to talk about a momentum accelerator? Stretch that baby out and then see how far it will shoot you. You could use it as a, as a water balloon catapult. I'm telling you. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of force. It's yeah, probably shoot it's, me. <laughs> it's not a toy. It's not a toy. And, you know, we don't sell very many, obviously. But that same large band, that same purple large band, if not understood how to use that, can also become a pretty intense uh, accelerator of momentum. Um, And people can get in trouble with that if they don't understand. Um, My first experience with bands was um, I went into this training facility to watch this guy train with him. And he had nine-year-old kids hooked on extra large green bands, having them run out and literally slingshot it back towards the wall uh, oh with these big bands. And and his whole premise was he was going to teach them how to work really, really hard, and it was up to them to figure out how to stop coming back. Because if they figured it out, they would they would eventually be safe. Well, think about that. That's like me putting somebody under a 300-pound squat bar, and right. they've never squatted more than 120 pounds. Right. Um, you know, wow. can you imagine? So. Again, that mindset, again, is, is different with bands than it is with, with free weights, and, and we keep working with that. But if it's used well, man, it's it's a very fun and powerful tool. And you, the, the neurological responses and the neuromuscular responses you get with people, it's amazing. And they'll tell you, I feel light on my feet, I feel quick on my feet, I feel athletic, and this is a 70-year-old guy telling you this that now can go back and play tennis because he couldn't before because he was – he was always injured or he just felt too slow on the court and he felt embarrassed because he was playing so bad. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's really powerful stuff.
0: I, I want to I take a, uh, the last few minutes and talk a little bit about the cool news, the, the products you have specifically for um, trainers, because I know you've got some. But first I have to ask, ask a question. Did, have you worked, You've worked? you worked with Pat Rigsby in the past, haven't you, on some of, his, some of his stuff?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Pat is a very good friend of mine who's actually – um, you know, he, him and I are uh, actually a little bit of a partnership. We actually are a partnership with RBC. Yeah. He he helps me a lot with um, the marketing component of ResistanceBandTraining.com. So, great friend of mine and a great partner to have on my side.
0: Yeah, that's great. And and if you uh, if you got in a fight with Pat, who would win? Ooh. <laughs> now, if I
2: answer that, uh, put it this way: if Pat's probably going to struggle to catch me. So even if I could go ahead and maybe get a punch in, I know I could run away faster. But if ah. he gets a hold of me, if he gets a hold of me, the story could be different. So yeah. I, I would have to use uh, is on my side, and I would make sure that I use it.
0: I always thought of it, you know, kind of, kind of like if we had a fitness celebrity death deathmatch uh, or a showdown. And, you know, you have that, that cartoon picture on your website. I kind of think if it was like a claymation or a stop animation thing, that's how I, uh-huh. I view it. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I think you would win. My money's on you, and, he, and here's why. He, Pat, Pat would be kind of like doing some sagittal playing stuff. You know, he'd be stuck with squats and deadlift and you'd be doing you some, you know, you'd be doing you some down. rotational plane action and horizontal vector, and you'd, like, do some cross-body chop and just get them by surprise, like Vulcan yeah. neck pinch yep. thing. So my yeah. money's on you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. But I will say this. Pat is, Pat is uh, since we've been friends and, and working together, he has become a, a definite resistance band advocate, and he trains a lot with bands, and he's moving much better than he ever has in the past. So he's uh, He's gotten out of his old baseball habits a little bit and got back into doing some pretty cool training.
0: Awesome. You converted him. Cool. A little bit. I, I, he better have. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, um, yeah, I, I don't know, Georgette, if you have any last questions for him, but I wanted to, Dave to tell us a little bit about the stuff that he has, and he just came out with a new product, too. Georgette, do you have any other questions or anything you wanted to?
1: No. Uh, well, yes, in a way. I, I'd like to have Dave back because I'd like to talk a little bit about marketing. Um, but I do have same question that you kind of proposed as far as what you would recommend, maybe the top three or so products that you would recommend okay. uh, trainers start with, or if you have products for trainers, we'd like to you know hear, hear about sure. that. Sure. Yeah.
2: Well, first of all, from a band perspective, the most popular uh, boot camp-related bands are probably going to be our Red Small, Black Medium, and Purple Large. So if you're looking at bands for your boot camps or your training, those are where you're going to kind of want to fall into um, and looking at. Um, from a product or resource standpoint, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really excited because we just launched RBT360. It's not even actually up on the, on the shopping cart yet, but uh, if, you're, if your list is interested, if your audience is interested in learning more, Georgette and, and Jesse, I can give you uh, links to it so you guys can get it out to them. But what essentially, RVT360 is an implementation product. It's going to teach you not only all the exercises that you can do with bands based on six different uh, concepts, being um, flexibility, attachment-free, attached, partner-attached, locomotion, and contrast training. I, so I take all six of those entities, break them down, provide you implementation plans so that you learn how to implement bands for those particular types of training um, aspects. And then I provide you all the all the video exercises that I can provide you so that you can take the exercises, learn the exercises, learn the implementation program, and run with it. So now you're not just kind of throwing bands into your boot camp. So that's yeah. RBT in a nutshell. Um, as far as two other um, fitness our uh, fitness professional related products that I think are, are very good um, our digital version of the fitness band boot camp is right. a nice product to go ahead and go it's, it's tons and tons of content and information um, get the digital version yeah um, only because the videos and all that can be easily seen you can learn it's and it's just a more economical way to go you know you can get the DVDs if you want but The digital will fill you up and and do the job. So that's another one. And then lastly, I I think once people start getting a feel for the power of continuous loop bands, I I would like to bring them on board and have them join our team. And by doing that, they they can take the resistance band certification. And, And my team, the people that take that certification are very, very important to me. I mean, they are part of my team. They are the people that have stepped up and said, I really want to learn this stuff. And I try to stay pretty close to them and corresponding to them because it's it's important to me that they trusted me enough to take the certification and become certified. Um, And now the benefits of that are, hey, you're part of our team. You're considered an expert. And I'm hoping down the road with this new website design that I can actually give them even more marketing exposure on our site so that people really know that these people stepped up and became certified on a tool that I obviously am very excited about. So those yes. are the three that I would recommend starting with. Uh, but the other thing is, Georgette, just yes. email me. Just email me, and I'll be happy to give you as much consulting on where you should go and what you should do and what you should purchase and what bands you need um, and all that um, right. and get you started that way. I think that's, that's a great way to go. Feel free to do that. Email much better than phone calls. Just email me because I, I answer all my own emails, so I'll correspond with you. Hey oh, Dave, I need ahead. to
0: give you a testimonial too. Um, you know, I, I have purchased all all of the products you mentioned. Um, as a priority over all the other stuff I've gotten. And, I, and I've spent time doing boot camps where, you know, we had kettlebells, we had TRX, we had a lot of equipment that I was hauling around to outdoor and indoor camps. I've used it for both indoor and outdoor. This morning I did a boot camp with entire, all we used was resistance bands, your, your bands, by the oh, way. Cool. I, I don't know if you knew that. That's this great. morning before the but call, be I good. got done with the workout. I punished myself with the workout. It was <laughs> awesome. And I've been doing that for years now and I tell all my clients that they need to learn it and it's not just it does help with metabolic workouts and fat loss, which we didn't really even talk about. But more yeah. importantly, I, I believe that the stretching is like the fountain they use for your joints. I think you were the one that said that once. And I and uh, most great. of my clients are aging. They're getting beat up out in life. And I tell them every day it's not about working out really hard for a month and then having to be out of the game. It's about are you going to be able to do this when you're 70, you know, and, and are you going to be able to work out, are you going to be functional, are you going to be athletic, are you going to be – you know, so so I love it. I just had to tell you that on you know on the line here, so that people could hear it. That uh, you know it wasn't just something we were exploring. Um, and I've taught up to uh, fifty uh, people boot camps out of one duffel bag. To me, that's the reason it's alone. <laughs> I haul that bag out to the middle of a field or a park or a gymnasium or wherever. Yeah. I open it up. I've got bands, handles, utility straps, the whole nine yards. Fits in one duffel bag. I can carry it by myself without anybody's help And be set up with a huge, huge uh, uh, boot camp, and people are loving it and excited, and it, and it brings a lot of referrals. So I just needed to thank yeah. you uh, for that because it, it, it's the real yeah. deal. We're, we weren't just putting you on this sh- on the show here because uh, you know you're some weird experimental thing we're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> it's so already no, been so field you've tested. Been,
2: uh, you've been you've been a huge a huge customer and, and a loyal customer for a long time. So I mean, people need to understand, what' listen listeners that. Yeah, you might be biased towards this, but you've already seen the product in action, and thank you for testing it out the way you have because, to me, people can listen to what we say, but until they put a band in their hand, until they start training with it the way we ask, none of this means anything. Um, it's just talk, um, and that's what it should be. But, man, you you have been there from the beginning, I think, and um, so thank you very much for that, and I'm glad your worked out. We did the same workout this morning as well. We did a band-only workout um, that uh, my clients typically enjoy. They, when I bring out other tools, which, which we do, um, they're like, oh, changing up today. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> yeah.
2: But otherwise, we, we go with bands a lot. So, and, and obviously, the conveniency of going anywhere is fun to do
0: sometimes. That's great. And, yes, you do reply to emails, by the way. I've sent you some crazy, goofy yeah. questions that I probably should have just researched myself. And Dave's really good about getting yeah. back to you and <laughs> answering those questions. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, this, I really appreciate you being on the show today. This has been fantastic. Um, one last thing I'm going to mention. Uh, this morning, my client, one of my clients discovered a uh, new way to transition from one of the, quadri- the quadriceps stretch where your leg is on top, the stretching leg is on top, and then you yeah. have the one where they're underneath. He, he, yeah. we, ha- we put on video, I'm going to send it to you. He figured out how you just, you put the band in one hand and you can roll right over into the other, other side yeah. without any confusion. You probably already know this, but go. we were excited there when there we discovered go. it. So everyone was, uh, we, we choreographed it, tried to get the whole, the whole group to do it all at once. It was really funny. So I'll send you that video. Uh,
2: <laughs> that would be great. No, I've, we try to get people to flow with the flexibility training. So it goes from one to the next, and, and you literally can't. You can flow through the whole whole hip stretching flexibility routine once you start to understand it so that's exciting but i like to see the video because honestly i probably haven't done that before because i always <laughs> want to go to one or the other i don't go to both but i'm going to try that probably as soon as we hang up here i'm going to go out and try it because i yeah yeah kind of you can uh, think, if you
0: yeah you can put it in one hand and roll over either way over your front yeah, or over yeah, your back and yeah. it'll end up on the on the correct side and you'll be right into exactly. the other the other side Absolutely. of it it's pretty cool Yeah, and that same guy, uh, that same guy's son is into archery. And I don't know if you saw this, but I posted a video, uh, I think to resistance band training, but he was into archery and his son was too, wasn't strong enough. He would fatigue really quickly on pulling back the bow. And so he gave him a red band. He he bought the set, you know, the home set, economy set, or something like that. And he started yeah. having his son train with a red band, doubled up, or and just on his, you know, pulling back the bow. And within a relatively short period of time, he was he, his endurance was up, stamina. He had the longer range of motion. It, it was like a, you know, now now we've incorporated it into bow and arrow training, archery training with bands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, and you know, we can talk about that, but. Uh, a bowl is set up the same as a band in that it gets tougher as you pull it back further. That's why they went to compound bowls, because people couldn't hold it. So they had to pull it back, but then once they got it back there, they created this compound factor that allowed them to hold it at a less resistance than having to pull it back. So, But the pullback is still the same. you got to generate more and more force as you go along. It's an ascending resistance.
0: Yeah, so well, that's awesome. So many applications. Sure. Well, thanks again. Uh, any last words, Dave? No, but thank
2: you very much for this. This has been a lot of fun, Georgette. Thank you for having me on. And um, thank you. That's a, you guys have done a great job at helping trainers get better, which is what I hope that we're all three involved in. And uh, you know, thanks for having me on. If you ever want me back on, I, I love doing these things. As you can tell, I don't mind talking. Um, and so uh, please, you know. Yeah. And if you're any of your and if any of your guests have questions, um, please feel free to just put my email out there and have them contact me directly. I'd be happy to correspond with them and help them.
1: Okay, and I did shoot you a quick email because I this will probably, um, not probably, it will be put up on the blog, you know, once we get it. Right, Jeff? Great. Yeah.
0: Yep, we'll get it up there for you. Cool. All right, awesome, guys. guys. Well, thanks again. It's been a good day, and uh, we look forward to having you back at some point, Dave. That would be great. Thank you again. Have a
2: good day, you guys.
1: Thank you very you much. You too. Okay. With Lucky Lancelot, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry.